Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. I'm your host, Jason Brunt, and today we've got a great show lined up for you. First, we're going to go over the top three indoctrination tactics schools and districts use to circumvent the laws and parents' rights here in Florida. We're going to unpack and demolish the rainbow lie and provide you the information you need to educate your kids and communities against it. We've also got some recent news to go over that affects all of us here in Florida, so you're definitely going to want to pay close attention to that segment. We've got some videos to show you that showcase more of the depravity that is being sold as popular culture. And finally, we're going to be dedicating some time at the end of this episode discussing some issues that affect us all on a national level. But before we begin, here's a message from Big Brother. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or are affiliated with. Welcome back. Is there truly a predicament within our schools, even after DeSantis enacted protective measures against indoctrination? Yes. The answer is an incredible yes. I would like to take some time unpacking the current situation that is being guarded from parents' eyes here in Florida schools. The top three issues in the school system are rogue teachers and staff, indoctrination spaces and non-inclusive clubs, and of course, we've all seen the obscene pornography that's being introduced into their schools. So let's begin with the people responsible for educating and the curriculum. In the realm of education, a troubling scenario is taking place. There's this cabal of rogue educators and administrators who exploit their positions to mold young minds into the image of their own political biases. Rather than fostering critical thinking, they're manipulating classrooms into echo chambers of their preferred ideology, completely eroding the foundation of unbiased education. This indoctrination strips students of the tools that they need to engage in thoughtful discourse ultimately jeopardizing the conservative values we hold dear and undermining, undermining the fabric of our nation. In a straightforward manner, it's quite clear that they attempt to slip things in just under the radar, hoping to escape notice. Numerous concerned parents have shared with me instances of word puzzles subtly carrying the LGBTQ themes, word searches containing woke terminology, and coloring pages designed for kindergartners featuring pride-related imagery. What's even more concerning is that their calculated strategy to introduce personal items into the professional spectrum meant to provoke reactions amongst uh, other students, staff, so on. These include photos of their significant others and, and little personal trinkets adorned with pride symbols and colors. Uh, an article by NBC News actually shed light on the fact that teachers are actively countering efforts to maintain neutrality by openly displaying pride in their professional lives. They choose attire and accessories that subtly or blatantly exhibit pride imagery and logos, uh, much like this principal over here that you see on the screen, all decked out, and she's got a ton of different videos if you want. We'll show one a little bit later of her. And... Uh, this is the stuff that's going on in the school. And it's unfortunate that the rainbow 
A symbol that, that should symbolize unity is being manipulated to circumvent regulations on content and language. We'll delve deeper into the topics of this rainbow shortly. Uh, lastly, a disheartening tactic involves deploying silent influencers and Manchurian candidates, for lack of a better word, to deceive voters into offering misguided support. Consider Jane Goodwin, a former board member in Sarasota County, Kara Reynolds, current chairwoman in Charlotte County, both were brought in under the guise of representing their conservative constituents, only to swiftly pivot once in office and wield their influence to champion woke ideas. These teachers and board members pushing an agenda at odds with traditional values have infiltrated schools throughout the entire state of Florida. Do not be fooled. Do the stickers and flags being displayed that claim to promote diversity of thought and inclusion truly include all students? I was told by several SS soldiers at school boards that the colors of the modern rainbow are meant to include everyone. You can see here the current safe space stickers that are adorned throughout most schools in our state. So let's dig into this a little bit further. In 1977, gay activist and artist Gilbert Baker was asked to design a flag that would represent what was referred to back then as gays and lesbians. In the late 80s, LGB was then used to describe people who were gay, lesbian, or bi, and it wasn't really until 1994 that the Q's and T's were added into the color spectrum. But what do these colors represent? The original flag had eight colors, not the six that we have today, and those colors were hot pink, and it meant sex. Red was life, orange, healing, yellow, sunlight, green, nature, turquoise, magic and art, and indigo, serenity. It was quickly met with criticism by having specific colors that represented sex and magic. Can't see why in 1977. So, citing production issues, they removed the hot pink and turquoise colors from the rainbow, leaving them with the remaining six, that is, the uh, currently accepted flag. Now, there's a reason that I'm telling all of you this. Trust me, I'm, I'm sure you didn't tune in for a lesson in gay history. Uh, the colors red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple have been the accepted colors for the LGB people for over 40 years and are considered the official colors of the LGBTQ community. Of considerable significance is the fact that Gilbert Baker intentionally adopted the rainbow as a symbol in direct response to the biblical narrative. This story recalls how God presented the rainbow as a promise pledging never again to flood the earth after purging it due to perverse and sinful conduct of its inhabitants. Strikingly, Gilbert chose to adopt this very symbol to taunt Christians who deemed his lifestyle sinful. He co-opted an emblem deeply rooted in the Bible, transforming it into a representation of the very behavior that in the biblical narrative led God to take drastic action. This act by Gilbert was, in essence, calculated gesture aimed at those who stood by their convictions in oppositions to his lifestyle. So the 
four decade long flag has six colors represent the LGB community is now being updated to be more inclusive. Introducing the progress flag. Here, we added seven additional colors and patterns with white, blue, and pink added for trans people, black and brown added for people of color, and yellow and purple circle, and that's for the intersex people. What's not included in over 45 years of inclusion flags and safe space stickers is straight people and people of faith. The six colors represented in this flag not only do not represent straight people, but instead actively chastise them. Take a look at this. Here we see two photos taken in classrooms here in Florida this year. The one in Charlotte High School is particularly alarming because that's on a guidance counselor's office door. How are children who come from and support the nuclear family and traditional values supposed to feel comfortable talking to someone who clearly and openly advertises that they do not share any of their values? This is not fair to our children. And that brings us to the books being read and distributed in our children to our children through assignments and in the libraries. Now, before we proceed, I'm going to have to warn you that the images I'm about to show and the passage that I'm going to read are nothing short of disturbing and, frankly, flat-out pornography. However, I think it is important that you understand the levels of depravity that this group of rogue groomers are willing to stoop to. I want to discuss the two most controversial books that, as of today, progressives are still fighting to keep included and reintroduced into our K through 12 schools. All right. First one, we have a book called Gender Queer, rightfully banned in February 2023 for containing questionable content. What's so questionable, you ask? So let's look at some of these images that this book has to offer our minor children. And again, if you are uncomfortable with pornographic images and foul language, this may be a good time for you to go ahead and just skip forward about two minutes. However, if you find that this disturbs you, and it should, imagine the impact that it has on our young minds. Pull this up. First picture we have is uh, from the book Gender Queer over here that depicts uh, a, ma a, ma a maxi pad uh, and um, somebody sitting with their pants down, uh, for those of you listening, with blood pouring all the way down their legs in a maxi pad. The, the literature content is, is just as disturbing, but we're not going to get into that right now. We're just going to show some of these pictures. On the bottom right of this picture, you see somebody fantasizing in bed to a gay sex scene in their head. Now, for those of you listening, this is all cartoon, and, and it, it's illustrated to appeal towards young children. This next image here is talking about buying their first vibrator and having an orgasm. Next image here, we're going to flip this one pretty quick, but this is uh, all-out gay porn scenes of... of Two people giving them each other blowjobs. Next and last picture I'm going to show you before I end up vomiting over here is more sexualization uh, where they're talking about getting blowjobs. And then they got a scene up here where there's two men uh, naked 
embracing and making out with one another. This is disgusting. What's even more messed up about it, though, is Common Sense Media put out a statement saying the book overall is an honest depiction of one's person, one person's experience related to gender and sexuality, including gender dysphoria, among other things. It could be very helpful for teens and young adults. Bullshit. And it is well written and beautifully illustrated. Look, The Lion King was beautifully illustrated. This is crappy, trashy kid porn. Pretty wild, right? Well, here's one that, as of today, uh, is still being challenged to be removed from Orange County, Florida, and is being challenged for reconsideration in over five Florida counties. Uh, this book is called Lawn Boy, and he here's a direct passage. Again, pardon the language, but this is for children. Quote, but there's one thing I'd never tell Nick in a million years. Not that it really matters. In fourth grade, a church youth group meeting, out in the bushes behind the parsonage, I touched Doug Goebel's dick, and he touched mine. In fact, there was even some mouths involved. It's not something I'd even think about all these years later, except that Goebel is the hottest real estate agent in Kitsap County. Y'all, what the hell is going on? No one thinks this is appropriate with half of a brain cell still firing. So why the relentless pursuit of our children? Well, the answer is as direct as it is concerning. Recruitment. This group cannot procreate on their own. Leveraging the profitability and the revenue stemming from the rainbow-themed merchandise Compounded with the overwhelming influence of popular culture and political incentives, they are driven to amass new adherents. This recruitment drives as a lifeline, providing them validation and reason for their movement's continued existence. This is why Disney and Target, for instance, have aligned themselves with grooming children. It is also why educators, school staff, and even curriculum are actively pushing the narrative of LGBTQ plus as a new form of belief system. This, the very survival of their movement hinges on this incessant drive to recruit new adherents. And any resistance against it must be met with violent and vile retribution. This in turn leads us into a, a, a critical revelation. Not all facets of this movement arise organically. If this movement truly sprang from a genuine demand and a societal necessity, it wouldn't necessitate such an overt and forceful advertising campaign. It just wouldn't. Check this out. In Florida News, this past week, according to an article published by LGBTQ Nation, uh, published on August 25th, uh, states, Ron DeSantis appoints hate group member to state appeals court. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has appointed anti-LGBTQ plus attorney Roger Ganim to serve as a judge on Florida's 6th District Court of Appeals. Ganim previously worked for the Liberty Council, 
an anti-LGBTQ plus legal advocacy group that opposes any expansion of queer civil rights and has, a, has been designated as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Look, if you were ever designated as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center, you're doing something right. That is, an, by definition, an anti-Christian hate group. That is one of the most despicable organizations that exists. So being considered a hate group by the SPSLPC is a badge of honor. And um, attorney Roger Gannum should wear that badge proudly. The Liberty Council is a advocacy group that promotes Christian and traditional values as commanded by the Bible. So this is not hate. God is love. This is not a hate group. And it's so wild that the SLPC likes to jump in and designate anything as a hate group because nobody gives a rat's ass what the Southern Poverty Law Center thinks. Over here, we got another article. So this is from Florida's Voice uh, website, uh, flvoicenews.com. Two Florida universities removed from LGBTQ-friendly list by Campus Pride amid new laws. Reads as follows. Two Florida universities, which were previously honored on Campus Pride's best of the best LGBTQ-friendly colleges and universities, have been removed off of their list this year due to having to abide by new higher education legislation passed by Governor Ron DeSantis. The University of North Florida and the University of Central Florida were previously honored on the list due to their exceptional LGBTQ plus programs and services. Take note if you have children that are attending North Florida and the University of Central Florida because this is where a lot of those rogue groomers are still, I can guarantee you, and they're upset. They're upset that their little happy rainbow coalition has been minimized in an educational environment where they're not allowed to indoctrinate kids any longer. So trust me, there is a ton of administrators and teachers that are currently in those universities because if they were honored on this campus pride list, that means that there was some serious indoctrination. So they're still doing it. So if you've got kids in those schools, I highly recommend you get out there and you start looking around, you start talking to teachers, and you start squeaking and making noise because, as I mentioned earlier, they're waging a culture war right behind your back. We got one more article here that we're going to check out quick. So... Here's an article written by the Miami Herald. Why trans people want to leave Florida? New survey shows impact of anti-LGBTQ plus laws, otherwise known as child indoctrination. So, reads as follows. Don't say gay. Bathroom bills. Bans on transgender health care. This year, Florida lawmakers made national headlines for approving anti-LGBTQ plus measures. And those new laws went into effect. They have pushed a majority of transgender Floridians to consider leaving the state, according to results of a survey, survey released Thursday morning. 
The survey co-sponsored and released by the Human Rights Campaign Foundation. Yeah, that's accurate. Found that four out of five transgender people wanted or were planning to leave Florida for another state or country because of gender-affirming care bans or mutilation. More than 93% stated that they feel less safe now than they did before the laws. From April to June, 1,289 Floridians, including 113 who identified as transgender or non-binary, were surveyed. I'm sorry, but here in the state of Florida, we do not subscribe to mental illness. We'll try to make it better. 80% of trans people are subject to suicide. This number is, is outrageously alarming, and, and, and what they tell you is that it's because of the oppression that they've had to face throughout their lifetime, and that drives it into suicide. Gender dysphoria up until five minutes ago was a mental health illness is a problem. It, it, it stems from body dysmorphic disorder. So if you have a limb or an appendage that you feel like you shouldn't have and you want to remove it, and believe me, there, there's, there is nutbags out there that, that want to remove their arm because they, they feel like they should be disabled. Uh, there was a lady recently, I remember reading a story on, let's see, I can pull it up here, uh, who poured bleach in her eyes because she identified as a blind person and wanted to become blind. Y'all, this is sickness. This is sickness. These folks need help. They don't need encouragement. They need help. And it's our Christian duty, it's our moral and ethical duty to encourage these people to get the help that they need. Gender-affirming care is essentially like double mastectomies and genital removal and mutilation. That doesn't help anyone. Studies have shown that after these gender-affirming cares, Suicide rates do not go down. If anything, they go up. And these folks are permanently scarred for the remainder of their lives. And in many cases, after this gender-affirming care, they can't even get orgasms. So now you've taken away a lot of the pleasures out of life, and you've stuck this person into a body that that first they thought they belonged in, but now they realize has been mutilated well beyond the point of repair. Again, we need to help people that are having mental health crises. So when DeSantis signs these laws into effect that say it's not going to be allowed in the state of Florida to mutilate children or yourselves or anything of that nature, he's taking steps to help people. And we need to encourage these folks to seek out that therapy and help if they're going through the gender dysphoria issues not encourage them just because Target makes a couple of bucks in the month of June. Care about people. And if you care about people, you're not going to want to mutilate people. Okay, if you remember that principle that we had had on the screen earlier, take a look at this lady. We're going to go over this. So this is Shannon Jones. She is a principal out of Palm Beach, Florida. And, uh, well, for those of you listening, she's wearing this shirt that says, Say Gay, and all the colors of the rainbow. She's got her giant rainbow earrings on, and 
What she's about to say is going to be a perfect indication of just what the levels of the indoctrination that they're going for you and your children. And um, as we were mentioning earlier, this is some of that uh, conversation-provoking memorabilia and garb that she's wearing. And, and uh, well, you'll get to see here. Take a listen to this. Did I wear this shirt today to school? Yep. Did I have quite a few students read it? Look at me. Read it. Look at me. Yep. Did I even have students come up to me and say, your shirt says gay. I'm like, I know. And they're like, it shouldn't say that. And I said, but it's not a bad word. And then I even had students look at me and say, but it is. I said, do you think I'm bad? He said, no. I said, I'm gay. I'm married to a woman. All families look different. And so that is just the power of wearing these shirts. That is just the power that these types of shirts have. Her exact quote. It's exactly like what I was telling y'all earlier. They're wearing this propaganda, merchandise, memorabilia, outfits, and regalia, and they're trying to provoke these questions so that way they can deliver their pre-prepared propaganda answers to our children and try to encourage them, recruit them into this cult. So this Shannon Jones, her TikTok handle is me and Mrs. Jones. And if you live in Palm Beach County, this is something to be afraid about. She puts these TikTok videos out left and right, and they're all one after another after another indoctrination to children into the LGBTQ plus agenda. So check this one out. That about wraps it up for our Florida news. Breaking out of Florida and going more of a national level, it's not too hard to find some depravity if you just look at good old Disney. So if you see this guy over here, this dude is Disneyland's newest fairy godmother. I mean, this guy makes Freddie Mercury look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He takes it to the seventh level of queer. And I mean, just, just look at this. So my name's Nick. I'm one of Fairy Godmother's apprentices. I'm here to shop you around and make all your selections for the day. So this guy is working at the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique with a Bibbidi Bobbidi boner for kids. This is unacceptable, and I don't know why every single parent that went there wouldn't have thrown an absolute absolute fit and, and i refuse to believe that there wasn't a way more large group of parents that were upset about this than in support of this but disney is going all in and i'm telling you guys this esg score is their coveted gold pot they could care less about losing the money because the government's just going to give it back to them anyway so just because we hit them a little bit doesn't mean we're not getting our tax dollars going to go right back to them through some sort of esg bailouts when they get down to it but we if we don't start putting our feet to the floor, this stuff is going to continue to grow and spread. They're going to recruit and recruit and recruit. And I mean, how much of our population can we afford to lose before the survival of our species becomes an issue? We're at 20% Gen Z. That's admittedly not going to be producing. That's frightening. 
Let's look at something here real quick. So before we go on to this next subject, I just want to say we are not a political show. However, there are some times that we're going to touch on some stories because it is just so outrageous. It cannot go without mentioning. This past week and a half has been wild with all of the different mugshots coming out. The most recent one that everyone has seen, Donald Trump. So Georgia had to have their coveted mugshot so that way they could share it with the world. And as it turns out, that kind of backfired on them and has only helped Donald Trump's campaign. Like him, hate him, agree with him, or disagree with him, the simple fact that the 45th president of the United States is being carted out in front of cameras to get mugshots illustrations out of courthouses and is going to spend a good portion of his campaign days in the courthouse. This is obviously election interference. Now, whether you think the election was stolen or you don't, that's fine. But you cannot deny that there has been substantial election interference. And you can go all the way back to the fake dossier, Christopher Steele dossier bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton. The Russia hoax that keep coming up, the phone calls that were perfectly fine, the two failed impeachments, they have not stopped coming after this guy for the only and simple reason is that he represents us and they do not. So as you're watching the collapse of this country through perversion and corruption, it is time and please listen to me, get off your keyboard and do something. I can't tell you how many people I speak with that are afraid to show up at some of our events that we do with Florida Straits, which, by the way, is the sponsor of this show. And they're afraid to show their face. They don't want to be on camera. They don't want to follow us on social media. They don't want to be signed up on a website that can they can be doxxed or they can lose their jobs. I mean, how shameful is that that you can't even be proud of who you are if you're heterosexual? In a world that relies on heterosexuals, this world is getting crazy. In 1776, soldiers marched for miles and miles and miles and miles with gangrenous feet just so they could have the opportunity to load a musket and fire one off at the enemy to defend their family and our freedom here in America. And if you're one of those people that tappity taps on the keyboard and you feel like you've accomplished your duty for the day as a patriot, if you're afraid to speak out because you're going to lose some dopamine and lose some likes on your Facebook or Twitters or X or whatever the hell they're called now, you need to you need to grab yourself by the bootstraps. You need to step up and you need to start getting out there. I need to see you at the school boards. You need to show up at every school board. Whether your child goes to that district or if it's your friend's child, show up at the school board. This is the generation that is going to shape the future generations. We need your help. Go to the school boards. Go to the city halls. If they're flying progress flags, demand some representation for some straight pride. If you see corruption in our government, don't be afraid to speak up about it. Speak up loud and proud about it. As we get into this next election cycle, keep your cameras armed and keep them ready and aimed. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there as a patriot because there's nothing that you can be more proud of in this country than being somebody that's willing to stand up and defend it.
If you got to lose your job over it, it's worth it. You'll find another job. I promise you. We'll help you do that. If you need help, get in touch with us. If you're afraid of losing friends because you think that cutting your genitalia off as a seven-year-old boy is a bad idea, then let me tell you, those are not the friends that you want in your life. They're not going to help you when times are tough, and they're probably going to offer you some pretty awful advice if you listen to it. Get out there and be a patriot. Ladies and gentlemen, that's about all the time that I have for you tonight. Again, I want to say thank you to our sponsors, Florida Straits, for helping us put together these episodes. Y'all, I hate to do the stuff, but if you could help us out with sharing some of the videos and liking and subscribing, uh, we are keeping it strictly on Rumble right now. It's a lot harder to get exposure when it's strictly on Rumble uh, due to just size differences between them and YouTube and so on. But we don't want to publish anything out on YouTube. We don't want to publish on a corrupt network that's only going to just end up taking our stuff down. So we want to keep it here on Rumble, which has been known to be the place you go for freedom of speech. Thank you again for joining us on our tonight's episode of Straight Talk. Again, my name is Jason Brunt, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.